0: welcome to listening space join cornelia and her guests and learn how to improve your life and relationships hello everybody and welcome to the listening space podcast i am cornelia your host and i'm here to help with life and mindset hacks to help you live and love your life to the fullest I talk about mental and emotional well-being topics here, mindset hacks, and I love to provide you with some food for thought on this podcast as well. Sometimes I'm joined by some special guests, but this episode is a solo episode. Before I kick off this episode, (laughs) I wanted to share something funny with you guys. It's the beginning of August in Ireland and we experienced a nice long heat wave not too long ago. But it is mostly cloudy, humid, and a bit wet right now. A few days ago, my landlord came to check on his cattle. They're grazing on fields around here, and I'm kinda surrounded by them. I'm also kinda minding them or keeping an eye on them. They're interesting to have around, it's never boring with them, and I can now understand why farmers are always so busy. Anyway, whilst I was working on my notes for this podcast, (laughs) he called me to come out of the house. He wanted to show me something. You would never know what he's about to show you, (laughs) so whilst I was joining him, I kept asking what it is. But all he said was, you will like it. I know you're kind of a hippie. You will like it. <laughs> That's so funny because I don't consider myself as a hippie as such. Well, maybe a modern one. But I just love nature and You know, thankfully my landlord supports this most of the time, especially when I give out about pesticides and their impact on bees or fertilizing and stuff like that. (laughs) He's not allowed to spray any pesticides around here, or not much of it anyway, especially not around my garden. Anyway, he eventually showed me what it was and there it was. Something that he wanted to show me, right? In the middle of the field, I saw some white little caps in between the grass. It was mushrooms. (laughs) In my family, right, it is common to go mushroom hunting. My dad would always bring us out to look for them. So that was like years and years ago. Most of the time, it is in the woods during the autumn season, right? So I was really surprised when I saw my landlord's face light up, showing me all the mushrooms on the field during the summer, far from the woods. (laughs) To my surprise, he started to even pick them up. He had a bucket in his other hand and now, really confused, I wondered, why does he collect poisonous (laughs) mushrooms? Is he mad? He noticed my confusion rather quickly and told me that they are eatable and not poisonous and that he would always collect them on the fields. It was their family tradition too. I found it so bizarre because my family tradition is to go into the woods to look for mushrooms during the autumn season. (laughs) And it is the summer in Ireland. I found this so funny. I have to admit, I don't have an extended knowledge of mushrooms. I am currently learning more about it. (laughs) I have never seen anyone in Ireland pick up mushrooms during the summer on fields, right? So I just thought they're all poisonous if they're not growing in the woods, right? But yeah, something new learned. I now have half of my freezer full of mushrooms and loads in my fridge after asking my landlord at least a thousand times if they're really fine and double-checking with my father over some extensive video calls and a crash course on how to identify poisonous mushrooms, I proceeded to cook and eat the first few ones. (laughs) I actually ate them after eating the first few mushrooms and still being alive, I can confirm they're actually fine. And let me tell you, the taste is phenomenal. Wow, they're just so rich in taste. It's They smell really intense and they taste really intense. It's really, really, really nice to eat them straight from the field. Pure organic. It's It's lovely. Of course, I had to research this a bit more. And what I learned this week was that field mushrooms are an actual thing in Ireland and the UK. It seems to be the only wild species eatable in Ireland. I'm not fully sure on that one. I stand corrected. And in case you're wondering, they look, they look really cute. <laughs> they have white caps and salmon pink grills. Which is really, really weird. I've never seen salmon pink grills on mushrooms before. So, of course, I was quite skeptical in the beginning. But in case you're wondering and you happen to come across mushrooms on a field in Ireland or the UK, that's how they look like. And by the way, do always double check at least 100 times if it's safe to eat them, right? Mushrooms, they're no choke. So, yeah, just make sure you're not eating any weird mushrooms or poisonous ones, right? Anyway, over the next few days I will keep collecting mushrooms and I'm actually really excited about it. This is really relaxing and also a mindful exercise, especially if you need a break from work or something in general and you just want to clear your head. It is a great thing to do, to go out in nature to a field, a park, wherever you are, if it's possible, right? And look for food. Look for berries, mushrooms, seaweed, if you love seaweed. I love seaweed, by the way. Or anything else that you can kind of collect out in nature. And I think it is a really, really blissful, nice experience. And as I said, it's a very mindful experience. It's lovely. Try it out if you're not already doing stuff like that. I highly recommend it. Please tell me. I can't be the only one who didn't know that field mushrooms existed, right? (laughs) Like, eatable field mushrooms. So I just found that so funny. I was so confused, but I learned something new. It's hilarious. I wanted to share that with you. My little mushroom story kind of ties in with today's topic. It touches on the possibility of a life ending. Okay, I know that's a stretch here now, (laughs) but eating the wrong wild mushrooms can be fatal and end a life unexpectedly, right? I am pretty aware of the fact that life can perish at any stage and so should you. Here is a quick little trigger warning. The episode is about regret-free living, death and suicide is also mentioned. A few years ago, I read a book written by Bronnie Ware and it's called the top five regrets of the dying. So in today's episode, we talk about regret-free living, living consciously and what you can do today To start living a fulfilled and regret-free life. If you haven't read this book yet, I highly recommend it. Bronnie describes her journey of working as a nurse in palliative care and accompanying the dying. Bronnie writes down in a touching way how the dying reveal their last insights and epiphanies within their last few weeks of living and what they wish they would have done more of or less of. I am going to share the top five regrets and I'm also going to share my own thoughts and experiences around it to show you how to live a regret-free life and that in fact it is kind of important to keep it in mind. The first mentioned regret is I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. It sounds so easy, but let me tell you one thing. It's not easy. Have you ever caught yourself doing something that you didn't really want to do in the first place? But you did it anyway to save yourself some hassle, make someone else happy, Or try to take the path of, at least, resistance? Yeah, (laughs) you're not the only one. (laughs) Boundaries come to mind here. Have you learned to speak up for yourself? To say no when you mean it? Or to even know when to say no? And when do we say yes then? Like a full-on excited, hell yeah! (laughs) Some food for thought here, right? The challenge I see within myself and many others is the lack of awareness, first of all. Like, have you actually questioned your own life choices and thought about how much they align with you as a person, with your personal values, with your ambitions, goals and dreams? It's never too late to start this process and ask yourself some questions. Are you living the life you truly want to live? Or are you trying to live someone else's expectations of you and your life? Maybe they come from your family or maybe it's coming from society. Who knows? But critical thinking is very useful here. Like keeping an open mind towards yourself and having the courage to ask yourself the questions. And questioning your choices, your life and see what comes up. That is a scary process sometimes, but it is very well worth it. And hopefully you might be really happy with the answers that come up and you live a life on your terms already. Just don't be afraid to ask yourself some questions, right? This is definitely an ongoing process throughout life. So don't worry or stress yourself over it. Checking in with yourself every now and then is a really good start here. I love to use the end of the year and my birthday as a reflection point. Actually, my birthday is at the beginning of the year. So I use that time period to look back at the year, reflect and take my lessons from it. I also think about how I would like to move forward. A year's long outlook feels good to me personally, but play around with that and see what feels good to you. How would you like to see yourself in a year's time or in five years? And keep questioning your choices, your life choices to, to make sure there's no regrets here. Regret number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Mmm, I love this one. I am a big advocate of balance in your life, or at least being aware of it and try maintain somewhat of a balance, right? First of all, what does balance even mean to you right now? I personally have this defined very clearly for myself, so it is rare for me to feel like I have worked too much nowadays. But don't get me wrong. I am still quite busy and happy to put in a lot of work and hard work. But I tend to enjoy the work that I do, if that makes sense. And I just know how to balance it out. And that's because I defined it for myself and talked about it. Working too hard. I was at that point in my life already and nearly ran into a burnout I just about managed to turn it around at the time, and that was an eye opening experience. Especially when I realized nobody at work cared about me. <laughs> it sounds harsh, I know, but what I mean is, you are probably replaceable. So, what could you do here if you feel like you work too much and too hard? listen to your body do you feel constantly stressed by work right this is a good indicator to start thinking about it and putting in some boundaries for your work life do you stick to your working hours (laughs) do you even like your work what's important for you here do you think you spend too much time working rather than spending time with your loved ones or worse you don't consider yourself at all and dismiss some fun in life and self-care and a healthy work and life balance and by the way that affects your loved ones as well right definition is the key here so with the questions you can kind of start to ask yourself hmm you know do i work too much or not would i regret working so much or am I okay on that front? Let's look at regret number three. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Oh my, oh my, oh my. (laughs) This is so relatable for me and really dear to my heart. Right. Do you struggle expressing your emotions and your feelings? Do you find it hard to tell someone how much they mean to you? How about experiencing your own emotions and feelings? Do you allow yourself to feel them? I talked about experiencing emotions and letting them pass through in another episode. I highly recommend it, especially when you struggle with your emotions and managing them. That will kind of tie in with what I'm going to say here about emotions and feelings. So before you get to express your feelings to someone else, right, it is important that you get in touch with your own feelings first. You have to start from a point of yourself as in considering yourself. It is really important to look at yourself here and your ability of how you handle and manage your emotions. And I don't mean venting and ranting and complaining, right? So that's not what I mean here. So that doesn't count. So if you're someone who keeps (laughs) ranting and complaining only, like that doesn't count, right? That's not managing or dealing with your emotions. Consider this. If you notice that you're feeling neutral most of the time and you find it hard to feel excitement or happiness or any other emotion, you may want to have a think about it. Like, are you suppressing them, your emotions? Like, our mind is a powerful tool and it wants to protect us, right? So suppressing and avoiding emotions and feelings, that would make a lot of sense. So at some stage in your life, you probably experienced some pain, right? And decided to have no more of it. And that's where, where the mind comes in. It shuts it off so what are we doing then we are suppressing the feelings and emotions or avoiding them or numbing right if you have been doing this for a while most of the time it's actually subconsciously then it might sound really alien to you right now and it might feel alien when you kind of try and start to think about it and honestly i really get it i only realized uh, like yeah I only really realized about two years ago that I was suppressing a good chunk of emotions Um, I was able to enjoy good emotions and feelings and express them but I never let for example anger come through and it turned out I had a lot stored in me <laughs> in my body and in my subconscious part of being mainly because there was unresolved resentment towards some people and past experiences in my life but the thing is if you subconsciously or consciously suppress emotions or only a certain kind of emotion with time it will affect the good emotions too so when you start doing it with the negative emotions or something that doesn't feel as nice It will impact your ability to feel the good things happening in your life to the good emotions, right? I hope that makes sense. So once again, have a listen to the other episode where I talk about flushing the emotions and dealing with emotions. Um, It will make a lot more sense if this is new to you right now. Anyway, the scary thing was that I wasn't aware of it at all. I had no clue. And... I am deep into my self-development journey here and healing journey right like I am in for it for many 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 years and I still had no clue so I don't blame you if you experience the same and have no clue what is happening with your emotions like no judgment here right so if any of that resonated and you find it hard to tell your loved ones how you feel about them or how they make you feel, then consider this. Would you be willing to explore your emotions a bit more like in baby steps? How about spending some attention towards yourself first, right? This could be every morning. Just taking a few moments and checking in, right? That's all that it takes. Asking yourself, how do I feel? And just notice what comes up. No judgment or any action is needed here. The intention for you here is to simply get in touch with yourself and practice feeling. So when you wake up, that can be the first thing in the morning, don't grab your phone and check the notifications, but rather check your internal notifications, close your eyes and see what your inner world is telling you today. In the beginning you might feel nothing at all and nothing comes up and you feel like meh whatever I'm just tired or whatever you know and just nothing really comes up. That was totally me by the way. (laughs) I was able to still feel emotions right just not the whole spectrum and my emotions and feelings were kind of based on external things and factors and stuff that I created or did depending on what was going on in my life right with practice and consistency and seem simply just simply keeping the awareness towards your inner world your feelings you start to notice stuff and it's not dependent on external factors as much i mean they will always stuff will always impact you of course and create some emotions but we also create our own emotions in a way and sometimes they just appear from a long time ago and they're just there and they want to be released and pass through. So that could happen at any stage. The kid could be triggers for it or maybe you just wake up and feel a certain way one day and you don't have to know right away. Why do you feel that way in the morning? So all you're doing basically with that little exercise is raising the awareness towards how you feel and identifying the feelings or the emotion that might show up in the morning. That's all. That's a very good first baby step, right? For some reason, this can actually be really scary. Like our mind will find that very scary in the beginning. It's like, oh my God, feelings, we're gonna die. (laughs) So that's normal if that happens to you. But just remember, you went through tough times and moments in your life before. And thankfully, you're still here. You can tell your brain that like there's no need for our mind to overprotect us anymore or so hard, right? And suppress all of the emotions. No. You can tell your mind, "Hey, I can handle it." Or, "I am going my best. I'm going to do my best to handle it. I'm learning. I'm starting to manage it. It's okay." Honestly, I could do a whole other episode on this topic, and I might actually will. <laughs> especially for my fellow people who tend to suppress and avoid emotions subconsciously or consciously doesn't matter or people who identify themselves as an avoidant if you are familiar with the attachment theory let me know if you would like to hear more about that topic it's a really interesting one right so going back to the regret, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings You know what helped me here too. Think about the fact that you or your loved one could pass away any moment. I know it sounds traumatic, but it is true. Would you regret not telling them how they make you feel and how you feel about them? And if you are a man or identify as a male, this is not a weakness, by the way. It's incredibly amazing and powerful to get in touch with your emotion especially if you are a man. There was a time when men were being told it is not cool and it's weak to cry and it's just just don't show emotions but scrap that out of your head it's 2021 right it's totally cool if you're in touch with your emotions and it's really important. If this topic interests you or you want to work on yourself a bit more, consider reading a few articles about it or check out some helpful content on YouTube. There's a lot of videos out there or even better, consider talking to a professional to help you with that. Like it's scary and sometimes it's hard to face your emotions and start to learn and manage them a bit better, but it's very much worth it. It is so important. It is such a necessary life skill at this stage. It is so important, really. Otherwise, it will affect your own life a lot, your relationships, everything around you. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Mm, Regret number four kind of ties in with the previous point. How much do you value your friends and how important are they to you? If you ever feel like I should stay in touch with them more or give them a call, just do it. Seriously, just do it. I have some recent regrets about this one. Actually, one of my friends committed suicide this year, and I wish I had reached out to her whenever I talked about her. Just do it. I haven't processed this fully. So I will keep this one short and move on to regret number five. I wish that I had let myself be happier. Oh dear. Yes, yes and yes. (laughs) To be honest, this is nearly a summary of all the previous points or regrets that I've mentioned, isn't it? Like, think about it. If you had the courage to live a life true to yourself, not spending all your precious time towards work, but towards what is important to you in life and telling your loved ones how much they mean to you and express your feelings, wouldn't it make you happier overall? The thing is, I mentioned it before, life can be over at any time. I know it sounds scary to many. It depends on what relationship you have with the topic of death. I personally find it easy to talk about it, (laughs) maybe you guessed that already. Um, So there is no fear talking here from my side when I say life can be over at any minute. So I hope it doesn't trigger you as such. It is a fact, it is nature and yes we have very strong survival instincts, thankfully because otherwise we wouldn't age, so that's good. But it is necessary to be aware of the fact that it can be over at any stage anytime. So if a life of freedom and bliss and good experiences and a lot of love is important to you, a life that you truly want to live and love, then it can be incredibly helpful to think about possible regrets in life and how to minimize them. So basically just thinking about this topic here. I will leave this open to you and your own thought process and how you would like to approach this, right? Because we are all very different and maybe you are not there in your life yet where you can think about it that openly because I know a lot of people have very intense feelings around that topic, topic of death and losing people and stuff like that. But I'm happy to share my personal approach with you because it has been truly life changing for me. And I know a lot of people who do something very similar, if not the same. And it had a really profound impact on their life as well. So I'm going to share the following with you and maybe that helps you in some way. Right. After reading the book for the first time, and I'm actually rereading it at the moment, um, I realized that I'm not living and loving my life to the fullest. There was a lot of improvement areas. Right. And to be honest, we all deserve it. We do deserve to live and love our life to the fullest. We deserve to love our life fully. You deserve to love your life fully. Yeah, sure, there is some hiccups here and there. (laughs) But that's the beauty then of the mindset work, because how do you handle and approach those hiccups? What's happening? For you instead of to you, right? You do deserve a life that you love. So what I started doing back then was this. I asked myself a question whenever I made some bigger decisions. Even with smaller decisions I asked myself the following, right? If I was to die next week and I got a chance to review my life like watching a movie, except for watching my own life basically, would I regret the decisions I am about to make? For example, would I regret not telling someone how much they mean to me? So if I was dead next week and I looked back at my life, would I regret not letting them know how much they meant to me whilst I was living and alive? If my answer is yes, I would regret it then I know what I gotta do and don't get me wrong some of those decisions will take all of your courage but with practice and baby steps in between or baby steps towards the right direction basically and practicing all of that you will get better at it and will become a bit easier for you to express yourself or make the right decision I also use the question for simple stuff, like if I died next week, would I regret not going to the beach for a swim, especially when I craved to swim so much, right? You can use the same process for food choices or any activities you are about to do, any decision really. If this episode resonates with you, then I invite you to practice some questions straight away. Start with small decisions like I just mentioned, if you want to ask yourself the question of you know would I regret it if I died next week or not, and just build your way up right? So start with easy questions and when you think back about the five regrets that I kinda talked about, and I also mentioned a lot of different questions within the episode um pick whatever resonates with you. The questions listen to it again if you have to and ask yourself the questions and just sit with yourself and think about it you know write it down or just think about it but writing down or talking about it is actually really effective and if you don't feel like sharing that with friends or a professional talk to yourself (laughs) if necessary and it's all possible right I also highly recommend reading Bronnie's book I will link her book and details in the episode description below. I'm sure there is also an audio version out somewhere. So if you are very curious about that book and how or why it changed my life so much, I really highly recommend it. I I just love the book and I'm just rereading it again. I actually read it a couple of times and I think that's the only book that I read over and over again because it's just so beautiful so what did you take away from this episode today <laughs> as always i love to hear from you and thank you so much for everybody who reaches out to me and who shares their thoughts and their feedback and just tells me what to think about the episodes and how it affects them like i really love it and i really appreciate it and i just love connecting with you guys and don't worry if you don't actually know me in person if you're new to this podcast or my social medias I am very open and friendly even to strangers (laughs) anyway feel free to share this episode with a friend if you think someone likes it and also feel free to tag me in case you share it on your socials right now my friend this is it for today I wish you very well and I hope to see you here for the next episode again thank you for listening and take care bye thank you for listening today make sure to check out listeningspaceonline.com and our social media to find more information about Cornelia and her guests don't forget to rate and share this podcast if you enjoyed it until next time